Hi, I'm Alan. And I'm Alexis. We had five kids in seven years. People think we're crazy, and sometimes we think they might be right. But most of the time, we love it. We hope this is a place where you can learn to be a better parent, but without taking yourself too seriously. Whether you're a new parent or have a few years under your belt, we hope you can find something new to think about. Or laugh about. After all, this is Parenting in Real Life. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 82 of Parenting in Real Life. Welcome back. Today, we're taking it off script. Because <laughs> we just lived an experiment, and we wanted to share out, not the first time, but no, the longest time. Yeah. Yes? Yeah. So, we'll get to that in a minute, but first, a parenting in real life moment. I don't know that we're great human parents, <laughs> but I think we're worse pet parents. <laughs> We have shared a lot of our pet problems. So we thought after the hamster didn't work out and the dog didn't work out. Well, the hamster didn't work out because it died. Yes. I guess it's, I suppose it worked out. We had it for years. Yeah. But it died. Our fish have been great because they just swim in a dish. But dog didn't work out. So we're like, what's the safest pet in the world? Bunnies. They're easy. We were going to leave them outside. They were yep. just going to be super low maintenance, easy pets, but still fun. Yeah. More fun than a hamster. Yeah. A little bit bigger. It's a little more fun to snuggle with, but still the low maintenance, which I really like. And we bought a hutch and we decided to go adopt some bunnies. So we found a family who is selling their two bunnies because they didn't want them. And we're like, okay, this is great. I took the kids over to their house and they were playing with them and they were having so much fun and they were chasing them around the yard and petting them. And Jack was, he was loving it. The bunnies would just lay in his arms and he was just getting all this, he's so snuggly and he was just getting all those snuggles in from these bunnies. I'm like, okay, this is good. And then we took the bunnies home and got them all their stuff. And <laughs> later that day, <laughs> Nathan's eyes just start watering like crazy. And we went to the Tulip Festival that day. And Nathan has seasonal allergies. And this is very common for him for his eyes just to water like that. So I'm like, oh, this has to be the tulips and being outside. And it was windy, you know, and that usually causes allergies to be worse. I'm like, oh, it's probably just from being outside. It wasn't. <laughs> nope. He definitely has a rabbit allergy. The next morning, his eyes were all swollen and red, and he was like, my eyes are so itchy, and we're like, oh, dang it, and so we gave him Benadryl, and I didn't have any eye drops for him, so I got some later at the store, which helped a ton, but this poor kid, his eyes look so bad. And who knew? Who have you ever heard of that has a bunny allergy? I actually looked it up before. When I was researching bunnies and stuff, what to do with them, it says that most people who have allergies to cats and dogs don't have allergies to bunnies. And if they have severe allergies to cat and dogs, then usually the allergies are only minor for bunnies. Mm. So for some reason, and maybe Nathan's allergic to cats, we don't know because we haven't really been around cats. Yeah. And so he could have a severe allergic reaction to cats. I don't know. Def not dogs. We've been around lots of dogs and he's fine. But... He Definitely to bunnies. And yep. so now we're like, shoot, do we get rid of these bunnies or do we keep them? But we're a glutton for punishment, so we're keeping them. We just, we're telling them to wash your hands and do not touch your face. And so far, it's been okay. It's going okay. You just need to be careful. Yep. So, can't recommend bunnies as a product. <laughs> just make sure you don't have allergies, I guess. <laughs> You'll find out if you don't know. 
And now for a hot mess, hot minute. This is the Hot Mess Hot Minute, where we sum up our podcast episode in a minute so you can decide if this episode is worth your precious time. So today, we're bringing back the topic of screens. I think we talked about screens before, but this is still, obviously, a problem for us and everybody living in 2021. Yeah. Because screens are everywhere. Our kids love them. Parents love them. Last time we did this, I think it was my idea. I was like, you know what? We should do a week without screens. Mm -hmm. Or maybe it was two weeks. I think we did a week. I thought we did two weeks because we said it got better after a week. Anyway, we did a couple weeks tops and it was better. I do think that we saw good results that time. This time, I can't remember what happened. We had just. This was my idea this time. No, we hadn't got back from Arizona. This is before we left for Arizona. And the kids were driving me nuts one day. And I'm like, that's it. We're done with screens. I was inspired by this because um, I actually saw somebody on Instagram who has a program for no screens. And they're like, oh, we're not doing screens right now and stuff like that. And I was like, you know what? We should do that too. And then the kids were bugging me. And I'm like, okay, when we're coming back from Arizona, we are done with screens for a month. And the kids were like, what? So we did three weeks. Mm-hmm. We almost made it a month, but we decided to, well, we're going to modify it. The but bunny anyway. allergies broke us. Yeah. <laughs> because Nathan was just stuck inside. And then if he can, then everybody has Once to. the dam broke, it broke. So that's what we're discussing today is how things went and if we would recommend mm-hmm. doing this. So to just frame it up, the American Academy of Pediatrics recommends avoiding screens for children Younger than 24 months, except when video chatting with family. Hashtag COVID edition. I know. I know that did not say that before because I've read these before yeah. and I'm like, oh, that's a All these parents being COVID like, update. sorry, my kid can't talk to you on FaceTime because screens. <laughs> parents. Wild. Hipsters. They also recommend limiting screen use for preschool children, two to five, to just one hour a day and high quality programming like Sesame Street or PBS. So... We don't do that. We limit it to two hours a day for all of our kids. That also includes our five-year-old and three-year-old, which is not great for them, I think, because they should only be doing one. But we have timers on their screens, and they do each have their own tablet and just an Amazon Fire. And so they're pretty cheap, but they get the job done, and you can set a limit. And so we only did two hours. The trick was is that though they would find ways to find screens other places. So then they would go watch TV if their screens were off or they would take my iPad or my phone. Mm-hmm. You know, they would just find these other ways to, to do screens. So it always seemed to be longer than the two hours. And so we kind of had tried to put a stop to that and said, okay, you are not allowed to use anyone's device except your own. Yeah. And so we did that for a little while, but that still didn't seem to help. I feel like it's just our kids' behavior was just out of control and... I didn't know what to do about it. Mm -hmm. So that was really our driver is I think a lot of people avoid screens because it's not good for your kids' brains or something. Mm -hmm. And our push was definitely, and is definitely more like, I don't want my kid to be crazy. Yeah. We have too many kids to have wild animals. Yeah. For me, it was a behavior issue. So after we got back from Arizona, we went three full weeks without screens and that was any like that meant they couldn't use our screens they couldn't use our phones they couldn't watch tv 
We didn't use our phones in front of them. Oh, we did a little bit. A little bit. But, but not much. Very, very little. It, it helped, though, because since we're doing the home renovation, our TV isn't hooked up right now anyway. And right. so that made it easy. They couldn't yeah. even get on the TV or use a Nintendo or anything like that because they're not hooked up right now. <laughs> yep. So we put them all out. Everything we had to up on the shelf, unplugged everything else, and went really screen-free for a long time. But the question is, do you think that our kids' behavior was better? And this is... We usually say the debates for the end, but I think we're going to start with start it. this now. Because as we were discussing this earlier today, I personally felt that the behavior was better, but Alan didn't feel like the behavior was better. Yeah. I don't know why you don't think that. I just feel like I had kids coming to me and crying about no screens multiple times a day. Not every day. Oh, yeah. Really? Every day. Not every day for me. Well, apparently they, I'm the sucker because they were coming to me all the time. <laughs> And saying, I really want a screen. I really want a screen. I need a screen. We were breaking the addiction, you know? Yeah. And apparently I was the accountability partner or something. <laughs> so I just felt like they were crying to me all the time about screens. And I don't know that that's any better than crying to me because somebody hit them or whatever. If the screens are causing that. The other thing I think, well, I don't know. We also replaced screens with friends. And we know that some of our kids mostly our younger kids struggle with friends because they're so much younger than the other friends. And they just, I, I feel like they have Napoleon complexes. So they have to overperform to get noticed or whatever, but they just, they come back and they're always riled up and frustrated and everything else. All the times crying and stuff. Cause we, we were doing no friends after school because it is a short time and they do get kind of crazy and then it's kind of nuts before going to bed and stuff like that. So because we took the screens away, we're like, well, that's not fair if we have no screens and no friends. And so... Especially because if you go outside, you're with friends because there's always people outside. We live in a circle. Like there's always people outside. Yeah. So it's either no friends also means no outside. Yeah. And I wanted them to be outside. And so... Technically, we have a huge backyard and they could have gone back there, but they never do. They don't like to play in the backyard by themselves, I guess. I don't know. So we let them play with friends again. And I felt like overall it went better. It I did. Think. It totally did. This one kid still has his struggles, but I think that's he's going to find his struggles him. anywhere. <laughs> so I'm, I'm a little torn. I think that they were better. But when you do something so dramatic, you really want them to like just sit on the couch and read books all afternoon and be so much better because they're not screen dependent. Well, we did talk about that, that – our kids who can read did start reading more mm -hmm. and we think they slept better. They went to bed faster and they even started sleeping in a little bit more because we think because they didn't have screens to wake up to. So they would stay in their beds a little bit longer yeah. and maybe because of the blue lights and whatever. Yeah. I don't know. But over, I think they slept better too. I'm not. The going to sleep part may have been there. It wasn't as noticeable. Yeah. But the sleeping in part feels like it was legit noticeable. Yeah. Because Nathan was getting up before six o'clock every morning. Every morning. And now he's more like 630. Yeah. And I think it's because, and I, I'm the same way, when you're sitting there and you've woken up and you probably could fall back asleep, but you know, like, oh, there's all these fun things to do. Well, the funnest, easiest thing to do is to go watch TV or whatever. And so when that option goes away, then sometimes you're like, well... I could get out of bed, but why? You know, like there's nothing to do. And so you just go back to sleep. And I think that's real. I think that was a real true benefit of getting rid of screens, especially mm -hmm. in the morning. 
Yeah. Is that why wake up? Why hurry to get out of bed when all you're going to do is sit there? I think once they were awake, they were louder because they didn't have screams to keep them quiet. And so then they would start playing and being crazy. And so. That was often like an hour or more later than they usually wake up. Yeah. That was usually by at least seven o'clock. Right. Yeah. And they were. Like I've started sleeping in because. Yeah. (laughs) I can because it's not like a zoo around here. And so I would wake up, but then somebody would get in bed with us at 630, but they'd fall asleep. That never happens. The boys would never fall asleep before when they got into bed, but they do. Yeah. And they fell asleep. And then I would be like, okay, well, I'm going to fall asleep then. So anyway, we've all been sleeping more. So that's a big benefit. So real, true, certifiable benefit. Behavioral stuff, I I just think maybe, maybe a little bit better. But kids are still going to be kids. They're still going to be a pain in the rear and fight each other and bite each other. Yeah. All of that. Except we did. I let them play screens today so it rained today and so i'm like well you can't play with friends and we kind of said we were going to be done with the screen thing so i let all of our kids use their tablets today and today was one of the worst days i've had in weeks our kids were awful it was pretty stark it was really bad like a big difference and the the only thing that changed is that they all had screens and so i'm like well here we go this has to be it <laughs> yeah yeah it was probably more noticeable getting back screens yeah is that yesterday and today they've had screens and they have been kind of difficult yeah so i think what we'd like to keep doing is during the week not have any screens and allow them screen time on fridays and saturdays and i think we might be able to tamp down on the screen time and like just make it an hour yeah maybe we just do that just one hour. because an hour is going to feel like forever it won't they'll still complain but an hour is a lot when every other day you get none yeah that's true. Maybe we should knock them down to an hour. I like that. Because on Saturday and Sunday, we hadn't set up their devices with time limits and stuff. And so they literally did like <laughs> eight like hours of screens a piece <laughs> per day. Yeah. So that wasn't great. But as we're getting back into it, I do think that we could do a lot less. So yeah, I think overall, there is a lot of pain. And I totally believe in, in fact, I told Alexis because she's trying to run her business side of her life and she never has kid free time because Lucy doesn't nap and she's clingy as poop. And so anyway, <laughs> I do, I have zero alone time and it's so I was like, Alexis, really give her a screen. I do think that screens have a purpose, but I think you can, in fact, we have some tips for if you have to do screens, mm-hmm. here's the best way to do them. Yeah. So I think that's where I'm at coming out of this is just do it right. And these tips are from professionals, not from us. Yeah. This is Dr. Jennifer F. Cross, a pediatric behavior and development doctor. There you go. So this is what she does. Number one is co-watch whenever possible. And I feel like this totally defeats the purpose of using a screen. (laughs) This does not go with what we just said. I actually love it though, because I like watching TV and I like watching with my kids, but I also think it leads nicely into step two. Yeah. So this is just like, being more involved in the screen time, like commenting when you notice things or ask questions. It's it's almost like reading a book, you know, it's like just making it more interactive. Yeah. But like I said, it leads nicely into tip two, which is choose media wisely. So the big difference is that if I'm watching it, it's a lot higher quality than if my kids are just going down the rabbit hole. Yeah. Cause you're not going to watch all of those dumb YouTube kids stuff. So many dumb YouTube kids. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I do want to crack down on that. Like 
if they're going to watch shows, then it needs to be super high quality shows. Yeah. And it's really hard because there's so many apps and none of them have only high quality shows. There's PBS Kids. Is PBS it? Kids, I do think, is probably the best video app. So if you just leave it to that. Because even Netflix, which has some good shows, or Amazon Prime, or whatever you use, they have really good shows, but they also have really garbage shows. Yeah. They're just like, Ugh, why are you watching that? Goomba. Whatever that little weird furry guy is. <laughs> oh, yeah. Booba. Booba. Oh, my gosh. It's like <laughs> Russian worst. garbage. I just, there's always garbage, and kids love garbage. They will always find the garbage. So I do like that if you're watching it, or at least around and aware of it. I think that's key. Because you can be like, this is so dumb. We're not this watching so this. <laughs> and you do. You have to draw the hard line and be like, or we could not watch screens. And now I think that feels like a real threat because we did that. Done it. So. Number three is keep bedtime, mealtime, and family time screen free. And I feel like this is something that we were pretty good at before. Like we didn't let our kids use screens from dinner time on. And so that's a, a good way. And I think that's something you should keep doing until they leave the house. Like no phones at the table. For sure. You know, keep that family time. I think the hardest one is family time Mm -hmm. because it's easy to watch a movie and be on your phone. Yeah. And so we need a. just our kids don't usually do that, but we sometimes are watching it using our screens while a movie's on. Yeah. And we need to not do that when the kids are around. And that. Wow, man. I'm just setting it up. (laughs) Step four, not step, but tip four, limit your own phone use. So kids are going to do what you, they see you doing. Mm-hmm. And if so, you if you're on your phone every free second of every day, then they are going to think that that's what living is. That's adulthood. I do think it is a little harder because so much of the stuff that we're doing is on our phones. It's not necessarily that we're playing games or on social media. Like sometimes we're answering emails or text messages or like there's legit stuff yeah. or doing my shopping list, you know, like all those things are on my phone. But maybe we just need to be more deliberate about it, right? Mm-hmm. Of like sit at the table and actively do it Yeah. versus on the couch with everybody around playing, you know, like say, Hey, I'm going to go do the shopping list and go sit at the table and do the shopping list mm-hmm. versus I'm bored right now. I should check my email or I, you know, like, cause yeah. I think there's a lot of that, right? These are That's impromptu true. doing it because I'm bored, which is better than playing a game probably, but similar. And the number five is emphasize the big three sleep healthy nutrition and exercise. These are all super important for brain growth and development and health and wellness for children and for adults too. And so when you have less screen time, make sure that you're doing these other things. And like we said, with the less screens, we had better sleep. We're trying to eat better and our kids are more likely to play outside when they don't have screens for and sure. run around and stuff. So for sure, less screen time does make all three of those things happen. Yeah. And it's really hard to convince them to do those things when they have screens. Yep. This is interesting. It says children who spend more time in front of screens have been shown to eat more fast food and less fruits and vegetables and then get less. Correlation or causation? Probably, yeah. Mix of both, right? I don't know. I think parents that are more concerned about their kids' health are more likely to have healthy snacks. That's true. And less, maybe less fast food and stuff. Well, there you go. Let us know if you decide to do screen-free time too. Do it. See if you can beat our three weeks. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we kind of broke at three weeks. We're like, okay. And we're done. And we're done. But, but like I said, we're still going to limit it and restrict it more than we have been doing. Yep. We need to do that. Okay, bye. <laughs> okay, bye. Speaking of screens. <laughs> thanks, everyone, for listening. Alexis, thanks for your great research and your amazing editing. 
And Alan, thanks for showing up. Happy to help. You can follow us on Instagram at Alexis Tanner Lane or find us on our website at alexistannerlane.com. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like what you're hearing, make sure to tell a friend. That's the best way for people to find out about our podcast. And if you haven't already, give us a rating. And as always, a special thanks to our five kids for being kids.